Hey, you're listening to the Cracked Podcast. That means you're very internet-y. That means you could use your own website. Why don't you set one up through Squarespace? They make it easier than ever to build your own shingle online so you can show off who you are, what you do, and just have a nice time on the internet. And since you listen to this show, they want to help. Head to squarespace.com cracked for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code cracked to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Is that is that what those town criers or whatever said? I hope so. Point is, we are doing a Cracked podcast live in London, England. A whole new country. We've never done a live episode there before. A whole new continent for the show, if we're going to get get really big picture about it. Either way, I'm really, really excited for this show, and I can't wait to be there and, and uh, meet all you folks out there in the UK. The show is Sunday, September 8th at the London Podcast Festival. Uh, the venue is King's Place, which is a fantastic one uh, right by King's Cross there in the heart of London. The London Podcast Festival, Sunday, September 8th, Cracked is live in the UK. Tickets are linked in the footnotes, or you can go to bit.ly slash crackedlondon to get yourself a seat for our first ever Cracked podcast outside the United States. I hope you'll check that out. I hope to see you abroad. And in the meantime... I'm going to work on that time crier impression. It's probably here. Ye- nope. Still don't got it. Oh, well. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Cracked Podcast, the podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt. I'm the head of podcasting here at Cracked. I'm also known as Schmitty the Clam. I'm also known as Schmitty the Champ. And I am also... Also, glad that Mike Pence was unable to build a state media operation. That comes from his time as governor of Indiana, great state out in the Midwest there. And Mike Pence was elected governor in 2012. He was only elected one time. Also, not a lot of people know he was not that popular in Indiana ever. Uh, When he was elected in 2012, he only won by three points. And in that same election, Mitt Romney beat Barack Obama by 10 points. Uh, So Mike was really, really lucky to be in a state like Indiana that was so pro-Republican because they were not all that pro-Mike Pence. From there, Pence, uh, in his one term, uh, he decided in 2015 that the state government of Indiana should build a news service that was called Just In. And it looks like the name Justin, you know, uh, but with a capital I-N, like the postal abbreviation for Indiana. Uh, it also looks like you're saying Justin or or like you're Justin's angry mom yelling at him downstairs. But this Just In service, the idea was, you know, we have this outmoded system where reporters come to the state capital of Indiana and try to figure out what's going on by asking people questions, you know. Yeesh, what a lot of work. And so what Justin would do is it would just give pre-written statements and even entire stories to the press from the state government, right? So then the state government can just write the news for the press, and it's a lot smoother. You know, it's a lot chiller. Uh, There's a lot less labor involved, uh, except for the labor where your tax dollars are paying for state media. And so Mike Pence tried to do that. Uh, And then when the, you know, existing regular media found out and talked about it, the Indiana state government pivoted back and said that actually they were just talking about updating the official calendar on their website, which is a little bit different. And that's a story you've probably never heard. Uh, even, Even if you live in Indiana, which is one of the core things of Mike Pence identity, the state of Indiana, Uh, You might know that there. The rest of the country has no idea about that. 
And then within about a year of this attempt to build what the media joked about as Pravda on the Plains, the state of Indiana state media, within a year of trying to do that, Mike Pence was made the Republican nominee for vice president. It's sort of amazing that that can just happen. And it's because we don't focus enough on these extremely weird stories. So that's what we're talking about today. Bizarre stories about that number two person in the number one country, America. You may know the very first stories we'll talk about today because we, we address them as such. There are a few weird Mike Pence things people know, but there's so much more. And I'm really excited for us to share it with you, especially because we had the perfect guests to do it. We are joined by new guest Brody Gupta, who is an amazing comedy writer. If you've seen the show Speechless on ABC or Friends from College on Netflix or some other shows, you've seen her writing there. Also on McSweeney's and in The New Yorker and a lot of political stuff there in particular. So she's really on top of exactly what's funniest about these people who are running the country. And then we are rejoined by Andrew T, who is a fantastic comedy writer and a fantastic podcaster over at Yo! Is This Racist? And he and Tawny Newsom's show, uh, it's just great. I, I talk about it a lot. And it's also both funny and direct about exactly what's going on in the country these days. It, it maintains both of those things at the same time. And he does that here today on the show, too. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that. I am so glad the three of us could get together to bat around stories about the extremely bizarre, uncanny vice president that we currently have, who uh, I think you'll find has a very polite, sleek demeanor, especially if you saw him in the vice presidential debate in 2016. That's probably the most visible he's ever been, other than this time he was at the human rights crime on the border. But when he was in that debate, he was very, very measured all of the time. You know, anytime somebody would be critical of of something that Mike Pence stood for, he would be very measured in his in his his disapproval of their disapproval. At the same time, he is hardcore weird, and we're going to get all into it today. So please sit back or sit in the federal building uh, where you and your fellow low-level Capitol staffers uh, have to track all media about your boss, the vice president, and you just sit there learning about it. I don't know that that job exists. I just figure somebody does that. And if they're doing it, uh, uh, they deserve to be cared about. So hang in there, because that's a, that's a tough gig. I hope you get to move up into anything else. Uh, that would be great. Either way, here's this fun episode of The Cracked Podcast with Brody Gupta and Andrew T. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. It's been really strange, like the last few years, learning things gradually about Mike Pence. And I just I just think about it and I tell no one, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> I feel like as someone who like I thought paid a lot of attention to like right wing lunatics, he really snuck up on me, I feel like. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a quiet maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to kind of uh, hit the low hanging fruit, but he does look exactly like the villain in the animated Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> like, he looks exactly like Frollo, who, by the way, yeah, is okay. not horrible looking, but definitely is the villain. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I now I want Pence with that hair and that hat. That yeah. would look like it. Yeah, yeah I uh, did. Frollo is his name, right? I think so. In the so. movie? Yeah. I think it's Frollo. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's... <laughs> It's That's F on me. <laughs> F-R-O-L-L-O. You guys pulled this mental image up immediately. Wow, you guys are right. <laughs> I am Never scrolling through my Instagram right now. And again, this is, so this is a visual medium. So this will be really great for everyone, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. The food notes. We'll have a bunch of pictures of uh, Frollo <laughs> from the Hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame. It's going to be great. <laughs> 
when we and we have so many Mike Pence stories here, and and that I think that very naturally leads into one of the ones that oh, maybe right. some people know uh, is that he was very angry about Mulan upon its release in 1998. This one's an interesting one, I think, because. Like, you can kind of tell who's on Twitter too much by how, (laughs) (laughs) whether they know this. Because this is like one of those, like, it's very, like, bifurcated, like, where the knowledge base is. Oh, I almost definitely got it there. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, you knew because people are on Twitter like, holy fuck, this was an insane thing to do. I guess the backstory of this is that part of Mike Pence's, like, gradual, quiet rise to power was he was like an AM radio dude. Yeah, is that right? right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was like, you know, like like the raft of conservative AM radio dudes, like Rush Limbaugh being the king of them. And yeah, this like was, the, I guess, like pre-YouTube, pre-internet popularity. This is where, like, where, like, racists used to get their news was, like, <laughs> AM radio with either almost five digits or, like, low 600s on the AM dial. <laughs> 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 right. right. Yeah. The frequencies you could be really racist at. Yeah. yeah. Really, really get into it. Um, <laughs> Only birds can hear it. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, the Mike Pence show. Yeah. Because, um, like, like, a brief, brief stretch. So that he failed in runs for the U.S. House of Representatives in 1988 and 1990. And so then in 1992, instead of trying that again, he started the Mike Pence show. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. It's like, that's like the why don't you start a blog in the early 2000s of right-wing people in the 90s. Yeah. Like just get a right-wing I mean, radio show. Just the title, The Mike Pence Show, really <laughs> sounds like that's his sort of offshoot of SNL sketch comedy show. Yeah. Well, right? we we've yeah. already we've already put plugged one image. The his header image from it's this Mike so Pence show funny. blog. It's so funny. It yeah. does look like a Dana Carvey character. Also, they oh. look exactly alike, right? Oh, that's a side by side. That's a it's a side by side. So just <laughs> <laughs> listeners look at those well, pictures. Side so by welcome side. to the cracked slideshow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess keep your eyes open. <laughs> Right, like they can't see the pictures, but there's that really loud clicker from that yeah. old carousel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, um, but people really do love the footnotes. It'll all be there. Well, okay. So, so the facts of this are, so this movie comes out, Disney's uh, Mulan. I haven't actually seen it, but I know the legend, which is more or less like Joan of Arc for Chinese people. Yeah, young girl, young yeah. girl chops off her hair and is like, I'm in the army now. Joan of Arc is not too far off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's basically, yeah, it's that archetype, right? Like, yeah. oh, how, how so brave is a woman. You wouldn't expect a woman to do this. It just goes to show that every woman is just a great haircut away from yeah. the war. Woman, <laughs> woman, army, no problem. <laughs> but if I if I remember right from the montage, she does it with a sword. She does it with a sword. Which is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, she does know. it with a sword, and it's very cool. I, I will yeah. say that. It's very cool that she does it with a sword. So, so, so Mike Pence goes and sees this film where a woman fights Presumably in the Chinese Presumably he doesn't army. even see it, I'm going to say. This is going to be, or here's me reaching for the wildest possible take on this, which is that, like, he was in the right-wing hot take economy at the time. Yeah. So whatever he had to do is, he, he his, his, like, daily bread was, how can I be sexist about this thing, or racist, or homophobic, <laughs> or whatever, yeah. right? So... <laughs> I guess props to him for not taking the racist angle <laughs> about the movie Mulan. And basically it was like, see, this movie is propaganda for why women should be able to serve in the armed forces. Shame on the, you know, 
to, if, if he were in on 4chan today, he would say, same, shame on the social justice warriors at yeah. Disney. Oh, yeah. And then he goes on in his blog post to kind of write about how in the modern day, like, we can see how badly it goes when women and men. Yeah, Tailhook had just happened, I think. So yeah. Tailhook was uh, basically a bunch of Navy people sexually harassing women in the Navy also. Navy men sexually yeah. harassing women. Very common. You know, it's like a thing, sexual assault in the military, a huge fucking ongoing problem, right? Yeah. It is a bit of a spicy take for Mike Pence to blame the women <laughs> for being in the military <laughs> on this one or for people allowing women to be. His, he boils it down to the right wing version of the thesis, which is like men are attracted to women. So what do you expect is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, of like course, all of the soldiers have been put in this terrible situation by Democrats. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, it's ultimately the, the rule makers. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, of course, like a real right wing thing to purposefully allied sexual relationships and sexual assault. That seems like a big part of right because it's yeah. like yeah. his examples are all like, oh, this is what do you expect was going to happen? Men are attracted to women, and it's like, well, okay, you're not punishing men who assault women, and no. that's different than men sleeping with women in the military. And I feel like a lot of right wing shit rests on purposefully conflating those two things, like the boys will be boys. Yes, shit. like yeah. yeah. Again, for whatever reason, me trying to exonerate Mike Pence. I would imagine his peers at the time had equally wild takes about any given piece of pop culture. And probably he himself had as fucking lunatic right-wing takes on any other. It's just funny that, like, the specifically Mike Pence hates Mulan has, like, reverberated through history now. Because he's remained important. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's just so specific. But, like, I'm sure he said all kinds of—you know, any given thing he said the— absolute worst possible thing you could think of. I mean, he's a, he's a shock jock, right? Is that what that is? Cause he, he He was sort of like, like he still is like mild sauce shock jock. Yeah. Yeah. He's always like throughout his life, as far as I can tell, there's this undercurrent of constantly being outrageously conservative and branding as polite. Yeah. Like he he yeah. explicitly told people at the time that he was, quote, Rush Limbaugh on decaf. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is still real bad, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not good. I was going to say, <laughs> here, I'm just going to pitch an alt for him, which is he's like Ned Flanders, but a neo-Nazi. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, I just, I just, I don't like the, I don't love all of Hitler's language, but. I love the ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Really, it's just that agenda of like him, like grasping at any culture war straws. And that's what how those guys, um, you know, they're fake outraged snowflakes. Fuck them. Yeah. 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 If you folks listening want to see it, we'll have an article linked. It's called Six Totally WTF Mike Pence Stories Nobody Ever Brings Up by Isaac Cabe. And it has a screenshot of the entire yeah. uh, Mike Pence show blog post from 1998. <laughs> uh, in it, he says things that, like, obviously Disney is excited about incepting into the young generation that women should be in the military. And, and there's a lot of a lot of wild claims in it. Yeah. Like you say that that might have been just kind of the the scene he was in at this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also he was a 39 year old person when he was saying that oh, Mulan is, is terrifying and a horrible <laughs> oh thing. I just want to say it's astonishing. Record, That's astonishing. He's I'm, kind of an I'm 39 and me. holy fuck, he looks a decade older than me in this picture right now. <laughs> He's it's gonna, fucking he, crazy. I will say I read um, I read this Atlantic article about him. Is it God's plan for Mike Pence? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are like several pictures of him when he was in college. And 
Look, our boy's got a case of old face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he does not look happy. He does not look youthful. He's just... The hate's going to age you, The folks. hate's going right. to age you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even in college, he looked like an old French like an animated o- yeah. bishop or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Frollo is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But he did. Yeah. <laughs> maybe looking at maybe we look at other radio takes before we leave that. Brody picks out one that, that's in that Atlantic article. Yeah, I love it so much because it's truly such a nothing argument, yeah. which is that in the... Like mid 90s in Indiana, there was just a, for lack of a better way to say this, shortage of otters. <laughs> there were <laughs> very few otters around. And so there was, you know, a conservation effort to bring in more otters, it, which is always good for an ecosystem, is to bring in parts of the ecosystem. And Mike Pence was really against it. He said that it was like a, a terrifying example of the big government run amok. But my personal favorite part of it is that he like very ominously says at the end, he's like, Buffalo's next. <laughs> and that's very funny because like there's something in his brain that was like if we start with small animals they will get bigger right. and the government will be bringing them all to Indiana and I will have to take care of them or be right. run over oh, by them there's just this like very funny sort of like abject misery that he has with just like yeah. creatures that I think is very funny yeah. and also just this being an example of big government is very funny to me. I don't know. The whole thing right. is great. He's like <laughs> against, he's against just like famously cute animals, the otter yeah. <laughs> coming back. And bison are great. And really bison cool. are great. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb as on the mind of a right wing person. And I think that's sort of like a, if you bring back the bison, then we all have to admit we stole this land, white people. Oh. Wink. Um, I will say that that's a thoughtful take that is much more generous than (laughs) Pence's thing. He's still a racist. Well, in my mind, he's afraid of big animals. (laughs) And that's what's really going on here. He's just trying to figure out a way to keep buffaloes away from him. You have to imagine when animals are near him, they're just like going buck wild. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Oh, I do like this theory. (laughs) (laughs) Like they just know. They just know. vibe is like. Right. (laughs) The little otter with its paws is like, no, 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 no. Clearly No one can see that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, you would have loved it. (laughs) Yeah. It was actually very cute. (laughs) He specifically called them state-sanctioned sanitized otters. Which is like a really, a really afraid take on, like you say, Brody, just bringing parts of the ecosystem back where it used to be is is okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's also very funny that there is this sort of implication that all of the otters are Democrats. Yeah, Yeah, they let anybody vote. Yeah, that's probably true. Now I'm I'm thinking back to Andrew when he said that like this radio show was what he did instead of a blog or Twitter, even though it had a blog. Yeah, but, yeah. But <laughs> we we just have records of his worst, dumbest, most incendiary stuff in a way that we kind of don't for a lot of '90s politicians. You yeah, know? it, it oh, wasn't really a true. thing. And another one here is uh, there's also a take uh, Mike Pence had on his radio show where he said that tobacco science is kind of <laughs> outrageous and tobacco is yeah. not like bad, bad. Yeah, that's uh, really funny. That- in like. 
it like reminds pretty, me pretty of, recently he said this right it, uh, well he said it in 2000 yeah uh, so he was he was on the way out of the radio show he dropped it right around then to start running <laughs> he for, dropped it uh, and congress he, again but yeah so he, he said that and then ran out of the studio yeah yeah, yeah. Like, tobacco's good for you and then just we see a mike pence shaped <laughs> hole in the wall just helps your lungs breathe yeah just because yeah. <laughs> yeah. i want to quote him because it's really fun quote Time for a quick reality check. Despite the hysteria from the political class and the media, smoking doesn't kill. In fact, two out of every three smokers do not die from a smoking-related illness, and nine out of ten smokers do not contract lung cancer. Yeah. End quote. Yeah. And then he he couched it in some stuff of, like, obviously smoking doesn't have vitamins or anything. Uh, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, it's uh, he was like, come on, like, let's not regulate the heck out of smoking like big government. He just, like, I, takes I, a big breath out of his cigar <laughs> and then just, like, pulls and goes, smoking doesn't make you die, it makes you live. I love how <laughs> shitty of, like, like, this is how dumb he knows his audience is because, like, like, if you can fool people with that type of statistic, was it two out of three smokers don't encounter, don't have don't. lung-related health issues? It's, yeah, two out of three don't die from a smoking-related illness. Okay, what if you said one-third of smokers <laughs> die from a lung-related <laughs> yeah, illness? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy that people are so fucking stupid they could be swayed by, like, two-thirds of people yeah. don't die from Over, a lung-related yeah. illness. <laughs> Over one out of two people are fine. <laughs> it, it's so... It, it's just like, you know, he knows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that his audience are the dumbest fucking people on earth. <laughs> and um, I will but, say, as a dumb person myself, I did just now, as soon as you said one third, I was like, ooh, <laughs> like you did a magic trick. <laughs> but it's, a, it's I felt, just like I that, felt the same. that's sort of great. like that's sort of like statistical, like vague bull. It's just like, right, really? And it, so and smoking, it's, <laughs> so smoking's good. fine. Uh, yeah, smoking's fine. <laughs> what it, and it's this thing where he, in reading about him, he he has said that he was in favor of Jimmy Carter, and then when Reagan came along, he switched, and he was like, "I'm no longer a Christian person who's a Democrat. I, I think this oh, like wow. Reagan style conservatism. That's when I started being a conservative." And it seems like from there he has had this thing of big government is bad no matter what, and he's not the only person who feels that way in politics, but. I feel like if you say big government is bad, absolutely, no matter what, and then you're him in this take economy, you have to say all this crazy shit about yeah, it. Yeah, you have to back it up. In, big, yeah, yeah, like yeah, big government means smoking is good and otters are bad. And, yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and Mulan is a is a Disney psyop and like you have to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. I read a quote from him that was like, I'm a Christian first, then a conservative and then a Republican. Yeah. That was completely his brand. Yeah, so he's just doing as much mental gymnastics as he can to validate. But here's the thing with that is like when you're a liar, that's the order you say things in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it. No, Mike Pence lying? Yeah. It's like one man always tells the truth. One man always lies. I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative. And you're just like, yeah, guess what? Both of them would say the exact same shit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe let's look at that era we're still in of this early, early Pence, because like we said, he ran twice for the House in 1988 and 1990. Uh, They were both against the same guy, Democrat Philip Sherp. And the second race in 1990 got particularly ugly. And apparently there was one (laughs) newspaper headline about him in the Indiana Star that said, Pence urges clean campaign, calls opponent a liar, which is just like 
just real choice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And then wait, it was it during that campaign that the super racist. Yeah. And so then he did this. Came, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's mostly kind of wiped from the internet. Uh, but there's one old blurry still image floating around that we'll have footnoted. Uh, but he he uh, just turn to page five on your cracked podcast book <laughs> that you all have in front of you. Yeah, this is a read along. <laughs> yep, it's a thing where they he put out this ad where they had a white guy in a quote unquote Middle Eastern costume doing like a weird sketch where the guy was thanking Pence's opponent for making America more dependent on Middle Eastern oil and more in the clutches of of unnamed Middle East. Country, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess maybe Iraq because we were at war in, in 1990. But but uh, I feel like for a lot of conservatives, Middle Eastern is yeah. just one country. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like kind of these yeah. vague people that we hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Mike Pence, he he runs this racist ad. He uh, is also uh, calling his opponent a liar. Very brutal campaign in 1990, and then ultimately loses mainly because it came out that he was using campaign funds to pay his mortgage, uh, also to pay for groceries and car payments and golf tournament entries. That last one actually might be a little campaign-y because they do business there. But uh, the point being, it was was legal at the time for some reason. And then almost immediately after he and some other people did this, they made laws against it. And in general, people were like, you don't seem very uh, fiscally put together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's That's not cool. Yeah. I like the um, the specific of groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's really just like true. That means he's just carrying his like campaign checkbook at the time. Yeah. Like with him at all times. Oh, because it's 1990. Yeah. Yeah. It's more analog. So he's just like fully. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like he's handing a check to someone at the, uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, I want to say A and P or he's Kroger, hit, maybe. He's hitting, yeah, he's handing a, yeah, a, a yeah, Meyer, good, a Meyer employee. Oh, my, a Meyer, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're because well, you're from Michigan, yeah. right, Andrew? So yeah, do they, they have Meyer maybe. in Michigan? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Definitely. I'm from Kentucky, so we've got a Meyer, we've got a Kroger. Oh, yeah, I'm very yeah. close to the Indiana border. We're right. We're all like surrounding. We're all from yeah, we're from Illinois. We know Mike. How do we not know Mike Pence? But he's handing shit like checks. That the from line is like Mike Pence for state for like for House of US Representatives. Yeah. yeah. That's that crazy. Must yeah. yeah. That yeah. for sure happened a bunch of times. <laughs> That's crazy. While he buys yeah. like frozen corn or something, he's yeah. using his campaign checks. <laughs> oh. Thinking about Indiana, there's a legendary Indiana person uh, named Jim Davis, who uh, 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 I think, Brody, you picked this one out because it turns out he's super close uh, with Mike Pence. They're, they've been very good friends for years and years and years. And Jim Davis, I've learned, is a huge fan of Indiana, just loves the state he's from. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're both like born and raised and way into it. Yeah. And, J- and Jim Davis is uh, the creator of Garfield. Yeah, yeah, Jim Davis is the creator of Garfield. <laughs> Sorry, kids. He's the creator of that meme where the white guy drinks dog sperm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we all use Twitter a lot. Yeah, oh, we boy. all use Twitter a lot. <laughs> There's nothing um, else he's done. <laughs> yeah, so he is like deeply close with Jim Davis and he has just so much Garfield paraphernalia that I think is that feels like such a big red flag. And look, yeah. I like Garfield mm-hmm. just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I love to nap. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you I hate from Mondays. Kentucky. You kick that dog. Yeah, I kick that dog. <laughs> Constantly eating lasagna. <laughs> For some reason, I'm afraid of Mondays. Yeah. It's fear, right? It's just the fear. Well, um, fear and hate are the, really the same thing. As, the, as yeah, we're they, learning this episode. <laughs> it's an important really, theme. Here's important the thing. Theme. To quote every racist, this is different and I'm afraid. Yes. <laughs> Something that I found, which is a very like worthwhile video that you guys should look up is Mike Pence singing happy birthday to Garfield. Nope. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, oh no, it's, it's like a deeply sort of devastating and it's like Mike Pence kind of as a person is very deep in uncanny valley. I, f- I feel yeah. um, <laughs> despite yeah. being a person. <laughs> That's right. You know, as much as, as much of, as we've said, like drawn Disney comparisons, he really is a DreamWorks character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not but Disney. anyway, he Did DreamWorks is like, just like B team animation, right? B team 3D animation. It's, yeah. 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 So it's it's like a C-SPAN video. And it's the craziest thing in the world. And I actually saw it a couple years ago. And my good friend Dylan Galula and I, we hosted a like a stand-up show. And just the theme was Mike Penn singing Happy Birthday, Garfield. Oh <laughs> That's not like a theme, but it felt important enough that we were like, this should be the title of something. And we'll That's invite great. some stand-ups to do bits. But we need a group of people to gather and know that this happened. Isn't and it- it's like... a picture on an easel of Garfield yeah. like jumping out of a birthday cake. <laughs> it's, oh. it's devastating. It's a devastating and gorgeous piece of film. Garfield. The creation of Jim Davis who according to the Indiana Star they've been friends for decades mm-hmm. uh, and they spent Halloween of 2014 together handing out candy. Mike oh, Pence yeah. and Jim Davis. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just doing that in Indiana. Mike Pence was the governor and mm-hmm. uh, and then they Jesus. asked a spokesperson like why is Mike Pence and Jim Davis hanging out and they said they've been friends for 25 years and and they they just love spending time together. I mean like David Letterman <laughs> loves yeah. Indiana also, right? Yeah, he doesn't that's the... fucking hang out with this right wing lunatic. I'm just <laughs> saying, right. you can love your you can love dumb your state. state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Indiana's generated a lot of cool people, and then it also generated Mike Pence. Yeah, uh, yeah. and so uh, the cool people uh, just didn't hang out with him forever. I mean, that really just puts him in such relief with fucking fascist Scott Adams, Dilbert, Mister Dilbert, you know, who is yeah. just out there like openly like fucking racist, fascist, all this shit. Yeah. Now that Twitter's happening, it's like Jim Davis managed to stay off Twitter. Twitter, people don't know this shit. Yeah, he yeah. just quietly, well, even the, the Indiana Star refers to him as Delaware County's Jim Davis. They don't even call him like, you know, Garfield creator Jim Davis or whatever. <laughs> uh, they, Citizen Jim. They're like, yeah. you know, from, that guy from Muncie, you know. If you had told like eight-year-old Alex that the creators of Garfield and Dilbert would both someday be in league with, with these folks, he would have <laughs> yeah. been, he would have had a shelf to clear out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, lot, yeah. a lot of books to move. Yeah. Uh, would have been real sad. A lot of works of literature. Yeah. yeah. That, there's your right wing comedy. Yeah, it's Dilbert. Yeah. And Dilbert. Early versions of both. Pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we'll also link Mike Pence's. I, I think it's an older office. It's not the current office of the vice president of the United States, but it's got a lot of signed Garfield merch yeah. and wow. pictures from Jim Davis with little custom messages. One and of we'll also is, link to an Amazon collection of just uh, Garfield treasuries. So just pick them <laughs> up, folks. Go click the affiliate link. It really helps us out. <laughs> just push in Garfield. Uh, I really hope he, he has like a customized like comic of Garfield 
saying like, I hate Mondays, dot, dot, yeah. dot, and women. <laughs> Should I draw it? Is so, that, <laughs> am I being commissioned to draw? Oh my what? God, Brody so drew it is... on the table already. It's incredible. <laughs> and everyone loves it. No one feels weird and no one's yeah. contacting HR. <laughs> That's like 20% stranger than one of them. It's a picture of Garfield. And then Jim Davis drew in a thought bubble and the thought bubble says, hey, Mike, how about giving cats the vote? And then there's another note now from Jim that says, don't mind him. Good luck, Mike. And that's just on his wall. It's great. Uh, It's just a thing. What? (laughs) That the vice president now was like, ah, this is going up. This is it. You know what? (laughs) To be fair, cats are almost certainly Republicans. Oh, cats are Republicans. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cats are Republicans. They're the most selfish creatures on (laughs) fucking earth. Cats definitely don't want big government sending yeah. them otters. Right. <laughs> they want to be able to kill anything or anyone they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I, I can't believe I am saying this. There's one other Mike Pence uh, newspaper cartooning story, which is that <laughs> when he uh, was in law school, he drew a comic strip for the law school newspaper, <laughs> and it was called Law School Days, D-A-Z-E. Oh my so God. that's why it's funny. We'll link an article of a bunch of them. It's hard to describe like what's up with it because they're just they're just kind of aren't legible jokes in it. Uh, there's one strip where it's an ad for a magazine called Torts Illustrated instead of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. I think Mike Pence and Jim Davis just get together and be real corny dudes. Like that's how <laughs> they spend their time. I was gonna say yeah. that means for sure Jim Davis has had to take a call from Mike. That's like Jim. So what'd you think? Did you get a <laughs> did you get a chance to look at my newest? And oh, Jim Davis has had to lie to Mike Pence about how his new comic was. Pretty oh my god! Good. I really like the line work. He might have said. Wait. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm cracking a theory right now. Is this sort of a Hitler situation in that Mike Pence (laughs) would have been a cartoonist Mm -hmm. and kept getting rejected by newspapers to be a Sunday comic strip writer? It does seem like if he had had the ability to be a full-time cartoonist, he never would have bothered with this stuff. Right? There's also a real world where uh, the sentence goes, is this like a Hitler situation? And then just... (laughs) Yeah. Many thanks to our friends at Squarespace for their support of this show. They make this show happen. You know what else they make happen? Websites for millions of people all of the time. Just the scale of that. It's very interesting to think about. Have you ever thought of being one of those people, one of those folks with a website online, especially if you meet somebody and it's it's a networking situation or a job situation or a sales situation or just a be in touch in some kind of way situation? Isn't it more fun to give them a website instead of just an email address or some kind of Facebook page? Yes, it is. And Squarespace makes that website look great. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks. They also have e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online, analytics that help you grow the site in real time. You can see where people are coming to it from. And everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. I don't know if you've used the internet lately. Uh, I hope you have. That's where we do the show. But a lot of people are using phones and tablets to look at it. Uh, We have numbers here at the website crack.com. They're very advanced. And they say a majority of people are looking at our website and most websites that way. 
The great thing about a Squarespace site is it is designed to work in this world where everybody's using a device to look at the internet instead of an old-fashioned computer. For that reason and so many more, let's get you started. Head to squarespace.com cracked for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code cracked to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com cracked. Offer code cracked. It is summertime, and summertime is ice cream time. Prime ice cream season, folks. That's why this show is supported by Ben and Jerry's. The best ice cream in the world supports the podcast. Why don't you check out their stuff? I'm sure you know about many Ben and Jerry's flavors. They're one of the biggest things going, just in that wonderful food that is ice cream. I want to tell you about a flavor called Banana Split that might have slipped your mind. Now, you might be saying, hang on, I have to go to some kind of old-timey ice cream shop to get a banana split with, like, a man in one of those white outfits with the little, like, peaked hat. I don't know what those are called. They're very 1950s. Well, you don't have to do that at all. You can get banana split in a pint in your freezer so you don't even have to leave the building that you're in. Isn't that great? It is. Banana split is banana and strawberry ice creams working together with walnuts, fudge chunks, and a fudge swirl. I just said fudge twice. That's because it's got two kinds of fudge in it. Yes. I don't mean to get overexcited. I just think you should know you can have a banana split in your house without going back to the 1950s like some sort of Marty McFly. Let's get you set up with it. Treat yourself to your favorite flavor anywhere ice cream is sold, or find a new favorite at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com. One thing to repeat from the top of the show, the Cracked Podcast is coming to London. It's that simple. It's that exciting. I am so excited to do our first ever UK show. We've hoped to do that for a long time, and now we can because we're coming to the London Podcast Festival Sunday, September 8th at King's Place in the heart of London. Full information is linked in the food notes, and if you are the queen, I will go ahead and get you a ticket. Yeah, I will do that for sure. Rest of you, uh, please check it out. Thanks. There's a lot of things that just Mike Pence, current guy, is up to. He has a wife and family. Wonderful. I think other than the Mulan thing that all of us tweeters know about. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you picked out this, this is the other Twitter famous one. Famous weird Mike Pence thing. Which is that, like, he calls his wife mother. Yeah. Karen Pence. And, and so this is a thing that, you know, everyone on Twitter knows about it because it's a weird thing to do. I will say I think that's a very common thing for fucking white guys of that generation who have wives who are mothers to do I call I, your wife mother yeah like I, like the dead I, and leave I, it to I, beaver i think or one of those like 50 yeah. shows would call oh my god their wife mother i think it, i think it's like a a throwback to like one generation previous because i have older relatives who i would just hear like an uncle calling my aunt mom yeah. But like it was just because he's used to I think they're I think it's partly they're used to referring to their spouse as mom because their kids call the, yeah. the spouse yeah. mom. And so it's all it's yeah. all like this is thing. all very new to me. And I'm yeah. oh, it's fascinated. Fucking, well, I think it's one I of those things where like if it, you yeah. only think about your relationships in terms of family and then you only view your wife's value as mother, the kids call her mom. Basically, you're outnumbered by people who call her mom and people who right. call her fucking Donna or whatever. So like, I care, I guess, in this space. You know, so like her name becomes mom, mother, mommy, whatever. Like that's that's the Mm -hmm. woman's name because that's her fucking role. 
Yeah, and because he's he's sixty years old, and I associate this with like eighty year old people. You yeah. Know? yeah, it's, it's a yeah. little it's a little far back in There's history. Also yeah, the but, yeah. formality of mother. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Instead of mom. Yeah. Because also in looking at this, uh, I learned, and I, I people maybe know, especially if they like lived under Reagan a whole bunch, but Reagan used to call Nancy Reagan mommy. Yeah. He would just refer to it as that. That's at least like cute. You know, like mother is very. Uh, mommy. Uh, mother. Bomb, bomb Nicaragua. Whatever the fuck I did. Uh, the old like Reagan my growl. My brain yeah. is holes in it. I'm racist for reasons I don't understand. Oh. That's Reagan. Those are all direct Reagan quotes. Oh my God. Look them wow. up. Wow. Those were actually audio clips of Reagan's speeches. I mean, I think, the, the, but the other thing that like, that sort of dovetailed with that and I imagine all the, most of this shit got dug up around the election time, which is that he basically won't be alone with a woman yeah. who's right. not his wife. And I, I, I feel those are, like, of a piece. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and it goes with his uh, views from that Navy Mulan article, which yeah. is that, like, his worldview is that men have no choice but to rape women. Yeah. And the only thing that keeps him— No, not even the only thing that keeps him to do that— from doing that, the only acceptable uh, rubric within to do that is marriage. Mm. Yeah, like he his implication that he would sexually assault or whatever be unable to control himself around any given woman. He weirdly is has like like is in a full agreement with like you know seventies feminists like the all sex is rape like viewpoint. Like uh. Mike Pence seems to believe that given the way he behaves, the way he talks about mm, sex. Yeah. You know, like he truly believes that all sex is rape. He's very he's very cautious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like he, there's no sort of sexuality without uh, that, power dynamic. That fucking weird power dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I I sorry because well, his his rules are very strict and it's that he will not have dinner or a meal with a woman, like, on their own, uh, unless his wife is present or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And then he won't have, he won't be at an event where alcohol is served and there are women there unless his wife is also there. Yeah. So if it's just a group of men drinking, it's fine. But yeah. if there are any women and alcohol in the room together, his wife has to be there or he just leaves. He's out. Yeah. I and mean, then some people have pointed out that limits women's professional opportunities yeah. around him, um, which well, is true. That's well, exactly the thing. Here's the thing. I do kind of think that's a win for women. <laughs> it happens in this oh. case. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> like if I go to a place where there is alcohol, so it's clearly some kind of party, and Mike Pence is there. Oh, bad party. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it happens that that's true, but it's for the wrong reasons. It's definitely for the wrong reasons. But, but yeah. also, do I consider it a win? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me personally, sure. You lucked out. You lucked out. Mike Pence is never going to be anywhere near. <laughs> Did I curse myself into, oh, my God, he's going to be oh, my no. new roommate? <laughs> well, what happen, what's going to happen is you, you are going to be at a Garfield party. I'm going to be at a Garfield. I know I'm going to be at a Garfield party. <laughs> Garfield party. But but that, I mean, I will say that viewpoint, as, as you said, Alex, is like with all the fucking, you know, sexual assault that's happening in the entertainment industry, that is a thing that people are saying and doing, like, you know, men in positions of power. It's like, oh, you can't like have dinner with a woman anymore. Like, or I don't even do it because it's just not safe. I don't want to be accused of anything. Right. And it's like, guess what, you fucking shitheads? That means you have the same view as Mike Pence. So it's a dark viewpoint he has. It's just low key there, and nobody talks about it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
a point that's important to me is like it's also a super common viewpoint. Oh yes. yeah. Like, yeah, super Across super common. Across all like political. Yeah, it's fucking spectrums. disgusting. That's why maybe I I feel like it's worth looking closely at any person like this, like Mike Pence, because they do have a large constituency. Like yeah. I think I've, it's not just that a lot of people don't know things about them; it's that a lot of people do know some of these things about them, and they're like, and finally, they love yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Right. Yeah, Potter, <laughs> Starfield, all the, but, but even, also yeah. right. <laughs> but even if you don't know all of the like crazy details. For a lot of people in this country, it's wholly consonant with like, yeah, this is the society I want. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that's gross. Not good. Not yeah. good. Pretty bad. He also, one uh, one other thing with his wife, Karen Pence, is that we don't know if it's the current situation with the vice presidential office, but in Pence's congressional office and governor's office, there was a, a red phone in his office, like a, you know, like one of those red phones, like a Soviet hotline or something yeah. <laughs> that was just for her to call him. Uh, yeah. so, which is a lot of closeness between them. Great. Uh, but also most uh, most politicians don't happen to do that. Nobody yeah. talks about it. You know? Yeah. They're just monitoring each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's their marriage. But maybe that's a sex thing for them. See, that's. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> it's the best case scenario. The by best a mile. case scenario is that this is some <laughs> kind of weird kink. Yeah. Yeah, because I when From when mother and Pence <laughs> with the with the few stories maybe people know of Mike Pence being weird. One of the main ones is the relationship between him and his wife, mm -hmm. and a lot of it could be fine, and a lot of it's just between them. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of okay. <laughs> I I don't know why people are fi fixated on that. It's like Wait, well because <laughs> he makes us all complicit in it by making sure we know about shit like this. The big red phone. Oh, yeah. The big red phone is performative and obvious. And guess what? Oh. He has made us yeah. all unwilling participants in his sex act and that is why he's <laughs> in his sex play yeah seriously yeah again i said oh, it yeah. in a glib way yeah. i ultimately believe what i just said <laughs> i do too i'm with you on that yeah it's like a, it's he's like making a, us all watch his foreplay yeah it's yeah. fucking fuck you mike pence it's like like a rube goldberg kink yeah, yeah. it's a really like the mouse yeah. trap hits the candle yeah. hits the millions of people read about the phone and exactly. then, yeah we all know <laughs> mommy um then we have another, this is a story of Mike and Karen out in the town, uh, and they were at an Indianapolis Colts game mm -hmm. in uh, October 2017. I think, Brody, you picked this one out because they it's just weird. It's a it's, weird stunt. Well, okay, here's the thing. I understand committing to a bit. I, too, <laughs> have spent money committing to bits. I have, on multiple occasions, done a thing where I said, wow, and walked backwards out of like a trivia bar <laughs> because my friends, I proved my friends wrong and kept walking backwards until I got mostly to my apartment and then had to take a lift back. <laughs> oh, so you, you were doing a bit of walk backwards out of the room and then yeah. you just kept walking all the way. And back. then I kept, so again, I understand <laughs> committing to the bit. That's Here funny. was the bit that <laughs> Mike and mother committed to <laughs> was that they went to an Indianapolis Colts game they flew out there October 2017 just to walk out while the players kneeled during the national anthem. Yeah. So they had to spend, the number here says $325,000. And the national anthem famously happens at the very beginning <laughs> <Yes>. of games. <laughs> so they didn't launch 
a single part of that game. <laughs> yeah. Instead, what they did was they spent six figures to walk to a different place. <laughs> well, they spent six figures of our money, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, I yeah. mean. We uh, spent that money. We, yeah. I feel good about it. <laughs> I checked the little box on my taxes that year that's like, yeah, I'll donate a little extra to the fucking Mike Pence racist performance yeah. art fund. It was but that then, text exactly on the yeah. form. Yeah. But <laughs> then here's what he did, which was interesting. Just an interesting little twist on it was that he tweeted his and Karen's picture at yeah. the stadium. He tweeted it out. Before he, you know, walked out. But the picture was actually from 2014. Yeah. (laughs) So he used an old picture that people on the Internet who are famously better than him at the Internet (laughs) did a very quick search to discover. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of effort to perform the thing that he's constantly saying, which is that. Yeah. Black people, people are, yeah. yeah, black people deserve to be yeah. killed by police systematically, yeah. Right, yeah. Or, or as he would say it, they've disrespected our troops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though that's not what they're doing, and they say They've that. disrespected our horny troops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, all, it all comes back to Mulan, always. It always uh, comes back to Mulan. Yeah, yeah, what a what a, an expensive stunt, and what a weird thing to just not take a new picture at the game. Yeah, just take a new it's selfie. It's so weird. Just take a new selfie. <laughs> also, I, I should come clean. I was the one that paid the money. Mm. Oh. Well, Cha-ching. Yeah. yeah, I'm Swimming in, in debt now. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, because it, uh, it turns out it's 325 grand for the flights, because you can't just take a regular plane. You have to do a secure one. And then security, and then they also do extra precautionary teams at local hospitals in case there's some real bad thing that happens in, in the mm-hmm. process of security going wrong. <laughs> God and forbid, so, of course. God right. forbid. And so know. then, so they spent all this money to just do this thing where Mike Pence was apparently always going to leave the game because he yeah. didn't even bother taking a new picture at the game they were at. It was that much of a stunt. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wonderful. We genuinely should not pay taxes. <laughs> no, this we, is crazy. <laughs> we shouldn't. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't have to. <laughs> and so Mike Pence, he is the vice president, and he uh, had an interesting progression to get there. His first step to do it was he didn't know Donald Trump before the, uh, the 2016 campaign was happening. And according to McKay Coppins' piece in The Atlantic, Trump met him at Trump's Bedminster, New Jersey golf course because Trump is only ever golfing in his own property. Mm-hmm. It's, his, yeah. it's his. And so he was doing that. And then Mike Pence made a point of telling the media afterward that Trump, quote, beat me like a drum. Uh, end quote at, uh, at golf. Yeah, uh, and uh, not not physically, I don't think. But um, <laughs> but he he made a point of doing that, yeah. which is like very smart Trump uh, handling. Yeah, like he knew yeah. Trump only consumes the world through newspapers and television, and, and so he just yeah. yeah, and golf scores. Do you, do you think he lied or do you think he just tanked the game? That's the thing. It, we don't know, but it's it's one of those. Yeah, I'm sure he just tanked the game, right? <laughs> or you, we don't even yeah. have to tank the game. Trump for sure cheats at golf. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah, yeah, you just you don't have to do. He doesn't anything. know how to play golf. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> also, if Trump was amazing at golf, we would know, right? Like they would make a video of it. And oh yeah. yeah, if he was. Oh no, yeah, good, yeah, we, we would have seen know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would, instead of making The Apprentice, he would have made some kind of golf show and yeah. you know, like shown oh us. God, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, we Holy would know. Shit, yeah. Donald Trump is bad at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and also that the Atlantic article says that before first meeting Trump, Mike Pence turned to his longtime friend Kellyanne Conway for advice. Yeah. Which is Another just Another stand-up comic. Yeah. <laughs> crazy to be on its own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's also the the kind of final step here from this Atlantic piece of, of how Mike Pence became the nominee for vice president and then the VP is Paul Manafort pretended the Trump plane broke down in Indianapolis, like in the final stretch of picking a VP. Incredible. Uh, so, and Paul Manafort, famously very nice guy. Uh, yeah. But it was in the final stretch of picking a VP, Trump was between Mike Pence and Chris Christie with all the Bridgegate stuff out there and with all the other scandals that brought Chris Christie down out there. And Trump was like, I think Christie's the better guy. <laughs> I think I'm going to pick him. <laughs> Uh, Why is it's just New York? Because because Trump thinks he's like yeah. a fucking mafia don, and Chris Christie was the closest he could get. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, That's and they probably it. know each other a lot better. He hadn't he hadn't really met Pence much, and so yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, so yeah, then, I mean, he probably thought like Pence is like a Nazi Ned Flanders, and it's like I'd like the <laughs> Nazi part, the Ned Flanders part is boring, and then right. he convinced him I'll stay out of your way. Like, yeah, exactly. Great. I yeah. think that's exactly it. I, yeah. I don't that think he right. wants, like, two larger-than-life personalities. Yeah. Uh, according to The Atlantic, July 12th, Trump is told that his plane breaks down in Indianapolis. But uh, the article, quote, According to two former Trump aides, there was no problem with the plane. Paul Manafort, who was then serving as the campaign's chairman, had made up the story to keep the candidate in town an extra day and allow him to be wooed by Pence. The gambit worked. Three days later, Trump announced Pence as his running mate. And that's, uh, end quote. That's why Mike Pence is the vice president. Wild. I remember reading that and it was like he, yeah, he literally just like went to Pence's house for dinner and then they probably just like kissed his ass. And here we are under a Frollo government. (laughs) (laughs) And policy wise, we're definitely more Mike. It's like Mike. It's all Mike Pence. Yeah. Approved yeah. shit. Yeah. Basically. I mean, he probably doesn't even have to, he doesn't approve shit. He doesn't bother. Like, it's all working out for his worldview right now. Exactly. Yeah, because that, uh, Mike Pence is very in line with the the super mainline current Republican system. Yeah. And so then Trump just yes. does their stuff to keep them. And then, yeah. and then there you go. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah. Pence is also, that's like a strategic pick for somebody like Trump who could conceivably not be the person that the evangelical population would go for, I just you know? I disagree with that. Really? I think, like, so clearly evangelical Christians, they know that ultimately their bread is buttered on the racism party. And yeah. That it, That's there, true. There's not one thing a Republican could do, quote-unquote, morals-wise, in my opinion, that would sway that population. And they do, and they like, at least the party likes Mike Pence a whole lot. He has all these old friends like Kellyanne Codway. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then also there's, I think, maybe the most fascinating story in this this Atlantic article is that in October of 2016, the Excess Hollywood tape comes out. It seems like Trump's going to go down. And Mike Pence, through back channels, says to the Republican Party, I'm ready to take over. I can can just be the nominee. Hell yeah. I'm all set. Uh, which is uh, maybe the coolest thing about him. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but uh, that's... That's uh, wild. For, be- for being like a very smooth, polite man on the surface all the time, we keep finding that he's also like real hardcore. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tape came out October 7th of 2016. Yeah. According to The Atlantic, within hours, Pence communicated to the committee that he was ready 
And then when, uh, I never know how to pronounce his name, Reince Priebus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, oh. I think you just got it. There we go. Yeah. And uh, so he then told Trump in a meeting that Trump could either go ahead and run and lose or he could drop out because they had a Mike Pence, Condoleezza Rice ticket ready yeah. to go. But, like but both of those wow. guys are like different yeah. examples of what weak men think strong men are. It's like he was ready to pounce when he thought Trump was down and then immediately skittered back. Yeah. Yes, he did. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and the same thing with Trump. Trump does the other. So, like, fucking Pence thinks he's Machiavelli, even again, he's just like a lying Nazi. And then Trump thinks he's like the godfather when he's just like a scared little boy, scared racist old man. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's It's the same thing. We're just like, yeah, you're fucking the weakest people on earth. And no, yeah, they're all you spineless. Behave in the most predictable <laughs> way. That's true. Even yeah, even Pence being like, "I'll take over," is that had never, as far as I know, has never happened in American yeah. uh, no, political history. No. Yeah. Where a month before election day, the VP just takes over the ticket. Yeah, uh, but also like at the sign of what like they think is a fatal blow. It's right. like it's like what a hyena would do. <laughs> yeah. No, it is right. quite. It is quite vicious. I mean, does that in happen way, in the live action Lion King? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very funny for him to immediately go behind Trump's yeah. back and yeah. be like, I'm prom queen now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he, according to the article, he stopped taking calls from Trump and, and there was, they just didn't know what was going on on Trump's end, you know, and, and yeah. uh, it never comes up now. Now they're just like, ah, we love being a, a ticket together because yeah. it yeah. worked. Like, we definitely knew it would. We yeah. definitely knew <laughs> yeah. we'd get elected, yeah. so... They're both getting what they want, so good. Yeah, yeah. for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it's just people having stuff work out. Mm-hmm. I think. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just a story about two friends mm-hmm. who get into a little bit of a pickle mm-hmm. and then immediately get out of it. It's like a rom com, <laughs> frankly. It's frankly a rom com. <laughs> it is with a touch of adventure. Oh, it's so cool! <laughs> it's so cool. There you go. There's your fucking right wing Hollywood. Write that story. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like an upbeat song while we pan over the city, like a 90s rom-com. Exactly. And then, and then it's, And in that, you know. like, yellow italicized font. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's, like, kicking the tires on his private jet, like, oh, what am I going to do tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, where do I go? And he sends him to dinner. Um, <laughs> just have dinner with a friend of mine, no big deal. <laughs> Mother's going to give you your well-done steak with ketchup. <laughs> yeah, what if they both have the same steak taste? Yeah, it's well oh, done for with sure. ketchup, right? Regardless of taste, for sure that's what Mike Pence ate that night. Right? Oh, right. Yeah, because if you're a constant brown noser and you see the person above you eat something crazy, yeah. you're probably just like, gonna, oh, one for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet he, he had them both ready to go. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think he had them both ready to go. And he was like, this is the Pence family favorite. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. You're oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> now, Hot, hard steak. Don, I think this is going to work out. <laughs> Some other lady in the tramp they get together. Yeah. I don't know how, but. Uh, They're lady in tramping a ribeye that's heart, so heart, well heart, done. Heart, heart. <laughs> Fat 
folks, that's the episode for this week. My thanks to Brody Gupta and Andrew T for, uh, well, for all being Midwesterners. That was just very exciting to me. Uh, but mainly for getting into these amazing stories about the the depths of the strangeness of Vice President Mike Pence. The strangeness is very, very, very funny to me. And then also, I think we tackled exactly how it matters and how it's important. And in our food notes, you will find those absolute depths of strangeness. You will find in particular a cracked article called Six Totally WTF Mike Pence Stories Nobody Ever Brings Up by Isaac Cabe and that amazing McKay Coppins feature in The Atlantic called God's Plan for Mike Pence. Uh, those two stories were really the core of the whole episode going today. You will also find photographic evidence that when Mike and Karen Pence went to a Colts game to protest the protest, they really didn't bother taking a new picture of themselves. You'll see that it was from a previous 2014 game, but also they put a little bit of an Instagram filter on it, so it's slightly different colored, uh, but otherwise it's exactly the same. And there are White House photographers, and so we have a link to a picture of the Pences at the 2017 game, and their clothes are different from the ones that they tweeted. So it is just a, that that is maybe the strangest one to me because it just doesn't make sense to be weird about that. Like you can just take a new picture or you can not bother tweeting a picture of yourself at a location like you're trying to build evidence. It's it's a very, very strange way to behave. It's uncanny, uh, not, not in the good way, like the X-Men, like in the weird way. You will also find uh, the complete Mike Pence Garfield archives that you're looking for, all the connections and memorabilia and other things that we got into. You know, good for Jim Davis and Mike Pence, loving Indiana and each other. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're happy. Also, I hope you will learn more about our amazing guests today. Both of them are phenomenal on Twitter. Uh, it, their handles are just their names, Brody Gupta and Andrew T. Uh, also, Andrew and Yo Is This Racist have some West Coast shows coming up. So go to their show and check its uh, links and so on, and you'll get all the information about Yo Is This Racist live on the West Coast of the United States. Also, I asked Brody if she had any uh, specific things she wanted to plug for right this moment right now. And she said, Master Chef Junior, because it's a it's a delightful time. Gordon Ramsay is very nice to the kids. Uh, it's, it's just a cool thing. I, I like I like that idea. You know what else I like? Chicago Falcon by the Budos Band. It is the theme music of this podcast. This episode was engineered by Jordan Duffy and edited by Chris Souza. If you love this episode, that's great. If you hated this show, let me know about it on social media. That's right. Social media, a space where you can't trust a picture of the vice president, whether it's at a football game or a weird border camp or anything else in between. Don't let your eyes deceive you. My own non-deceptive Snoopy-based Twitter account is at Alex Schmitty. My Instagram is at Alex Schmitzagram, and I'm on the wider internet at my website, alexschmitty.com. And I'm here to say we will be back next week with more Cracked Podcast. So how about that? Talk to you then. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.